Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Teaching Bio podcast. My name is Jordan, and in March of 2020, my life changed forever. I woke up one morning feeling profoundly sad. So I went for a walk to clear my head, but the feeling stayed. Like so many people, my life didn't turn out the way I had hoped. I found myself stuck in a career that I hated. It felt like being shackled to a conveyor belt. And in that moment, I had a powerful gut feeling that my window of opportunity to change my life's trajectory was shrinking. And something clicked in my head. After years of apathy and regrets, I decided to do something about it. I quit my stable job, shaved my head, and vowed to not cut my hair until I achieved my childhood dream of becoming a teacher. And if that doesn't sound crazy enough, I also filmed myself shaving my head and uploaded it to TikTok. I thought it might be a good way to keep myself motivated and track my progress. So I decided that if I got at least 100 views, I would continue making videos. I posted my head shaving video on a Sunday night, and when I woke up, it had almost 1 million views, and it had a tidal wave of positive and encouraging comments. I immediately started crying. It felt like the universe was letting me know that I had made the right decision, that I was finally on the right path, and that is why I started this podcast. This podcast is going to be split into two components. The first is documenting my journey to become a high school biology teacher. I'll be talking about the good, the bad, and everything in between. And as we'll talk about shortly, my journey is just beginning. So there's a lot to talk about. The second half of the podcast is going to be interviews with great teachers. And I'm so excited about this because we've got some of my old teachers and mentors that'll be on the show, and I can't wait for you to meet them. If you have a favorite teacher you'd like to be on the show, send me an email, and I'd love to have them. And this will be a weekly podcast with episodes uploading every Monday. I wanted to make sure that it was manageable. Once a week seems pretty easy to do, and I can keep up the quality even as I'm taking classes and making content on other platforms. So now let's do a little recap. Let's talk about how I got here in the first place. And I want to start back in high school, specifically my senior year taking AP Biology. This is really the class that first sparked my interest in becoming a teacher. And this was really for two reasons. The first is I had an absolutely incredible teacher. You could very clearly see how much she cared about the material and her students. She wanted every single student to do as good as they possibly could in the class and in life. And that really stuck with me. But also, that class had so much material. That was around the time that I started actually informally tutoring my friends, whether that was at lunch, talking casually about the material before an exam, 
or it was during study periods in the actual class itself. I started helping them understand different concepts, and it was incredibly rewarding. It was something I hadn't felt before, the feeling of helping someone else get to that kind of light bulb moment that every teacher is just looking for. It's, it's hard to explain how good of a feeling that is, just taking something that's difficult for someone else and making it easier, it's the best. So when I got to college as an undergraduate, I knew that I definitely wanted to keep tutoring, and I did. For all four years of my undergraduate career, I was a tutor, often in multiple tutoring centers at my university. I tutored around 20 hours a week, and this was the point when I knew that teaching had to be in my future at some point. I got so much out of these experiences, and I always say it, but teaching for me always feels like giving good news. And it doesn't even matter what I'm teaching about. It can be something like finances. It doesn't have to be science related. It always feels like giving someone good news when I can take something that's complicated or frustrating for them and make it simple. It's the, it's the best feeling in the world. I mean, to me at least. My major in college was cell and molecular biology, and that's what my current bachelor's degree is in, and that was a very research-focused major at my university. And this is what led me down the PhD path initially. I decided to apply to PhD programs in uh, neuroscience specifically, and mostly this was because all of my friends were going down this path, it seemed easy, I was good at the material, I had done a lot of research, and in the end, I kind of regretted it. Because when I got accepted into my PhD program, I moved to another state, and I ended up being really disappointed with research. Which is odd, because I loved research as an undergraduate. The main difference between undergraduate and PhD-level research is control. As an undergraduate, your faculty mentor kind of controls the direction that you go in research. They'll usually tell you which experiments to do when and the general direction that you're moving. As a PhD student, it's almost the opposite. You have completely free reign over the direction that you go with your research. And typically, if you have a question, you can't go to a textbook or ask someone about it because usually they don't know. You're on the cutting edge and you're doing research and it's incredibly open-ended. And it turns out that I don't really like that. A lot of people do and they love it. They make careers out of it and that's incredible. But personally, I love the structure of academia. If I have questions, I like being able to look in a textbook and find the answer. Unfortunately, it took me about three years to finally come to this decision. I had a long conversation with my advisor, who was incredibly understanding. She said, look, it's entirely possible that you can end up down the road in a career that you really, really don't enjoy. And so if this is not the life for you, 
you should leave before you start your dissertation research. This was a really hard decision. It felt like I had worked my entire life to get to this point, to be a PhD student. And then ultimately, I decided to leave because I wanted to pursue something that really fueled my soul that I could see myself doing for 10, 20, 30 years. So I moved back home and I got a job as a research lab technician. I was using all of the skills that I had developed as a PhD student, and it seemed like a decent fit, but there was still something definitely missing. I thought back to all of those years I spent tutoring and loving every minute of it, and how it would seem like 10 minutes went by when it was really like almost two hours. And I realized that teaching was really the essential thing that was missing from my life. So I finally decided to do something about it. I shaved my head and uploaded it to TikTok, and you kind of know the rest of the story. So after I shaved my head, my plan was to start classes in summer of 2020. But that didn't work out. Because of the way student loans work in the United States, I wasn't able to apply my student loans to the summer 2020 semester because I wasn't a student in the fall of 2019. So that means that I had to start fresh in fall of 2020. So that's what I did. I started classes finally at the end of August of 2020. And it feels so incredible to finally be back in a classroom more or less, because most of it is online, but I have a lot of labs, and they do require in-person meetings. So right now, I'm taking three different courses. I'm taking ecology, animal behavior, and systematic botany. And I've had some really amazing experiences so far, and I'd like to just talk about them real quick. So in ecology, we're currently doing this really interesting forest lab. There's a wonderful temperate deciduous forest on my university campus. It's a forested ravine that runs along a river that means it's got this really awesome gradient of soil moisture that obviously is really high close to the river and lower away from the river. As a class, we've been spending a lot of time out in that forest sampling different tree species, identifying them, and taking soil samples and testing the moisture levels to see how different tree species are distributed throughout the forest depending on the soil moisture levels. So there are some trees that thrive in really high moisture and they're located along the river. Other trees are specialized for low moisture conditions, so they're very far away from the river. And it's been so much fun to get out of the house and actually look at trees, different types of plants, and learn to identify them based on a bunch of characteristics that I can talk about in more detail later. Next is the animal behavior class. And we did a really fun exercise where, as a class, we went out onto campus. It happened to be a very rainy day, which was a little unfortunate. And our task was to capture some kind of insect and put it into this nice little humidified chamber and take it back to our house and keep it for a week, uh, feed it, make sure that it had all of the proper conditions for it to survive, and observe its behavior and create what's called an ethogram, which is just a list of all these different types of behaviors that are distinct that you can easily identify. 
And finally, there's the Systematic Botany course, which is very quickly turning out to be my favorite course this semester. I'm learning to identify all different types of plants at the family, genus, and species level, and it's so incredible to be able to walk outside and understand all of the vegetation that you see around you and all of the different interesting facts and quirks about those types of plants. It's like there's a whole hidden world of plants that are just everywhere and they're waiting to be discovered. They're so interesting. I love it. And most importantly, I cannot wait to share this information with my students in the future. So as I'm recording this right now, I am starting week number seven of the fall 2020 semester. So that means I'm roughly halfway through my first semester on my journey. And that's how I got to this moment. That's how I got to starting this podcast. And before we continue, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you listening. Not only are you taking time out of your busy day, but you're supporting my dream. And I can't even explain how much that means to me. I mean, if I think about this too much, I'm going to get emotional. So I just wanted to say thank you and we'll move on. Now let's talk about how I'm going to get my teaching certificate and how long it's going to take. So the first step is to finish up a bachelor's degree in biology. This should take roughly one year because there are a lot of classes that overlap between biology and my undergraduate degree of cell and molecular biology. So after one year, I'm going to have my bachelor's degree in biology. Then I'll take a subjects exam in biology. This is to test whether or not I really know my stuff and if I'm ready for the next stage, which is one year of student teaching at a local high school. Now, I have no idea what this is going to look like in a COVID-19 world, whether this will be online, in person, or some combination of both. After one year of student teaching, I'll take a couple certification exams, and then finally, I will have my teaching certificate, and I'll be ready to start job applications and search for my first teaching position. Now, honestly, I have no idea if this is going to be online, in person, or a hybrid teaching position. Two years from now, I have no idea what COVID-19 is going to look like, but I do really hope that it's in person. I think a lot of people, myself included, are realizing that online is really no substitute for in-person learning. Online is so much harder for both the students and the teachers, and that's something we're definitely going to talk about in a future episode. But that's my story for now. That's how I got here and how I plan to achieve my dream. If you're interested in supporting this journey and interacting with me personally, I recently created a Patreon page with lots of exclusive content like behind-the-scenes videos and private tutoring options. Otherwise, you can always find me on TikTok or Instagram. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next Monday. Take care.